Before we begin, let's mention our sponsor, Honor Athletics. That's right, Sensei. Make them your go-to source for all your karate needs and more. Plus, you can contact them at honor-athletics.com or give them a call at 770-945-5150. And please mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Oh, we did it backwards. Instead of saying Honor Athletics in the front, we said it. Thanks, guys, in the back. I loved it. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to our ongoing look at mythological warriors. I'm always proud when I get a grown-up sentence out. Today, we're looking at a couple of the gods with our friend Ryan. Welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me again. I love being part of this podcast. And we love that you're here. And of course, we have the infamous Sensei Jackie. She's here. Hi, everybody. And I'll add, that was Sensei Michelle. Oops. I did forget again. Sorry. No worries. And I'm going to introduce Ryan's mom, Pam. She's been on before, and we're looking forward to hearing her view on today's gods as we go along. Hi, Pam. Hi, Sensei. Thanks for having me. So this is exciting, right? What a pleasure for all of us. Yes. Okay, Ryan, what gods are we looking at today? Us. Let's take a look at two Greek gods, Artemis and Apollo. They're twins. And I read that Apollo is the only god that has the same name in both Greek and Roman mythology. Is that true? It is true. So the Greeks, of course, both the language of Greek and the Romans, both the language of Latin. But uh, when the Apollo was worshipped over there, they just kept the, the Greek name. That's really interesting. I think so, too. I mean, it, I'm surprised that they actually kept one. And staying on Apollo and Artemis, which we will all day long, this episode took a lot of sources. So I'm just going to put them all at the end of the show, because if I try to name them throughout, I'll get a headache. (laughs) (laughs) It's always good to have all your sources. (laughs) It is. That's true. You're right. And I love the about the Internet is that all the sources have fun names. Not all of them, but some of them do. We get a couple with good names. And my favorite part, spoiler alert, is when I say Ryan's brain. (laughs) (laughs) that's the best source of all okay let's get on with it sensei jackie you're going to start us out with a little baby background okay but can i say that the words baby background are kind of funny it's It's silly i agree all right back to the story artemis is the greek goddess of the hunt among other things she's known as diana in roman mythology right I think the goddess Diana is more famous than Artemis, at least by name. What did you guys think? Well, I think Diana is more of a like a girl name, but Artemis is something you give to like a cat or something. So I'm going to say maybe Diana is a bit more of a popular name. Like everyone knows Princess Diana. I don't think people know Princess Artemis. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yes, I've connected that. However, for 2024, that may be the baby girl's name that we hear is number one. And Artemis is used a lot in popular culture, but we'll get back to that. That's a different story. Anyway, Diana appears in a lot more art and culture than Artemis does. She has over a dozen statues depicting her with other characters. So I wonder if that speaks more to the fact that the Romans just like their statues than it does to popularity of the name. I think the Romans love the Greeks so much, they just want to outdo them. Just create more statues. Oh, of them. <laughs> that's a good point. 
I wonder if all the statues still have heads on them. And you know what? Speaking of Greece and Rome, when I looked up when were those civilizations, they did overlap. Yeah. Greece was first, but not by that much when I looked it up. But when Sensei Jackie looked it up, it was like a thousand years before. But when I looked it up, it wasn't. It was like 75 or 90. It was a shorter period of time. I thought that was weird that we've got different numbers, which just goes to show you how the internet is, right? I think it's like, well, I don't want to get too like into this in the the podcast, but I think how you define where ancient Greek begins is kind of murky because- There's like the classical ancient Greece, but then there's a civilization before that, like the minorities and stuff. Oh, that's a good point. But are they really Greek as we know them? Right. I understand. You know, what is Greek? What what defines Greek civilization? You're right. All right. Can we get to Apollo, though? Please do. Well, he's the god of sun, knowledge, and my favorite, archery. And like you guys already said, he's the only god that has the same name in both Greek and Roman cultures. Us. Their parents were Zeus and Leto. In case you didn't listen to Hercules yet, Leto wasn't Zeus's wife. That was Hera. But Leto was a titan, and I had to look up what that meant. So did I. But you knew, didn't you, Ryan? Us. Titans are the children of heaven, Uranus, and the earth, Gaia. So how does their power compare to the power of the gods? Well, I would say that they're more of a like primordial force, and the gods are more of a civilized like race, if you can call it that. Like Uranus really is the sky, and oh, Gaia really is the earth. I see. Now that see that's interesting. That's so cool. Okay, Sensei Jackie, yes. are we still at the part where the gods are being born? <laughs> <laughs> I really think we are. Okay. Going back to Hercules, remember how Zeus's wife, Hera, was blatantly evil towards Hercules and his mom? Even as a baby. Well, things are very similar with Artemis and Apollo. At least she was consistent in her vengeful behaviors. That is funny. And I'm going to say vengeance is a big thing with these gods. But is that also true with the Titans? Yes. Actually, because, um, you know, Zeus's father, Kronos, he was afraid that Zeus... And the other Olympians will overthrow him. So he actually ate the rest of the Olympians. Oh <laughs> and so it turns out to go save them. Let's just say right now that mythology is that. Yeah. It's myths. But it is super violent and weird. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of eating that goes on. <laughs> just keep it going for me. Our, we're on Hera and we're on the birth of the twins. Okay. Hera made it impossible for the twins to be born on Earth by sending a dragon to pursue Leto and keep the twins from arriving. Leto had to go to a special island called Delos. And you said, Ryan, that that's a real place? Yeah, you can actually go to it to this day. Oh, cool. And I wonder if we could find where the twins were born. The (laughs) myth continues with this weirdness. Within four months, Apollo was big and strong. So he set out on his first mission to kill the dragon. He only wounded the dragon, but still, he was only four months old. And we don't know his exact size. It's all very controversial, right? Yeah. it's Each legend says this, and another legend says that. So I picture him the size of Bam Bam in the Flintstones. <laughs> but one of the sources said he was already completely grown in only yeah, four months. Yeah, I want to see like a child with like a huge bow. Just right, like, exactly. <laughs> it's all pretty insane. He's getting his first revenge pretty early in life. And if that wasn't weird enough, from there, the story turns inside out. The dragon hides with Gaia, Mother Earth. Apollo has to make amends. 
No more bloodshed yet, but he did establish something called the Oracle of Delphi, and it's pretty famous. Ryan, can you give us a few details about the Oracle of Delphi? So the Oracle of Delphi was a real oracle that had actual like political power in Greece. So when like kings or powerful people need a problem solved, they would go to the Oracle of Delphi and they would kind of give them cryptic messages. Like this is how you solve it. So I remember there was a king, I think Solon of Sparta, and he went to the Oracle and there's this very famous um, like saying they gave him. It goes, uh, love of money, nothing else will be the ruin of Sparta. And ah. that's actually a famous saying like in histories that like love of money would like just corrupt any society. That is cool. And now that you mention it, I can get a visual on it's kind of not like a crystal ball, but it's kind of like that. Yeah. You go to it and ask it a question yeah, or whatever. So, so it was actually like a room like in this chamber and there was these priestess and the these fumes would come up from the floor and they would get high off of it and they would <laughs> interpret it as it being messages from Apollo. Awesome. <laughs> so much more fun than the Magic 8-Ball. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to the subject at hand today, although we should totally look into the Oracle. Yeah. Let's do a couple of quick facts about either twin, so you can pick either one you want, before we push on to the adventures. I have one sensei. She was a favorite goddess. She was loved by the masses, especially in rural population. That's a good one. That makes me like her. And I find this interesting. Both of the twins are known for their skill with a bow and arrow. And Artemis is especially made by the Cyclops on the Isle of Lepara. And Apollos was made by the master craftsman of Olympus, whose name was Hephaestus. Okay, I'm going to add one more. She was the keeper of the animals, but the animal most associated with her is the deer. So where Apollo is concerned, I read a lot of different things. But most sources agreed that he liked cows best, and he was often associated with either the wolf or the raven. Does that match your memory, Brian? Yes. um, The raven and the wolf were definitely associated with him, and I think one of his nicknames was the wolf, like like Apollo Lycos. And also, Apollo is pictured with a lyre often. Um, The lyre is a musical instrument, kind of like a harp, and he was associated with music. I had read that, too. And we've seen those pictures. I love the lyre. Yeah. Have you heard um, the that's when I'm actually playing the lyre? There's like so, it's a video on YouTube. It's called like the Hurry and Him. It's like the one of the oldest musical compositions I've recorded. Wow. And it's on a lyre. And people can actually play it. Wow. I'm going to look that up. Will you write it down for me after? Yeah. Cool. Because I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes if people want to go look it up yeah, themselves. It'd be a good intro for this very show. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all this talk about all the different animals and all the different weapons makes me think of karate because black belts are often given karate names, and often they are an animal. And, of course, everybody, even non-black belts, have their favorite weapon, don't we? Oh, sensei. (laughs) Favorite, and then uh, it changes, and then you get more weapons. It's so much fun. It is fun. Maybe um, the Greek gods are part of uh, some dojo, and they were just given an animal name. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that's true. It's time for us to start moving on to the adventures. Are you guys ready? I'm so ready. Okay, here's my problem. Most of their adventures are driven by revenge. And I think it's safe to say that one thing that karate has taught all of us is that revenge is an unhealthy goal. For sure. Us. Us. Master Collegian used to say, revenge is like salt water. It looks like it will save your life, but it will actually kill you. 
One of my favorite yeah. things. <laughs> I know. But isn't it a guilty pleasure? I I was, <laughs> you know, even when I wrote the line, even when I lived my life, I think all the time, ah, I'll take the bad karma for this one. <laughs> so I understand it, but not to the excess that they did it. Yeah. That was too much. So let's move on to these adventures, but with the caveat that we are not fans of revenge, right? Us. You starting us out, Sensei Jackie? I will, Sensei. And Ryan, if we get any of the myth or the names wrong, will you please help? Us. Thank you. This one involves the hunter Acteon. He made the big mistake of spying on her, that's Artemis, while she bathed with the nymphs. So she transformed him into a stag and had him torn apart by his own hounds. That is gross. That is gross. (laughs) How about this one? A giant Caldonian boar was sent by Artemis to ravage the lands of King Onius as punishment for neglecting her and his sacrifices to the gods. So this proves that she was vengeful, us. Oh, yes. (laughs) Here's one, though, that I don't think is with vengeance. Am I right, Ryan? Us. And it's about the Aloadi twins. Take it away. Uh, Right. They were trying to take over Olympus. They were giants and had become so big and powerful that even the gods were afraid of them. And their superpower was that the only way they would die is if they were to kill each other. Oh, (laughs) that is a superpower. So how'd she fix it? First, I have to add that one of her powers was the ability to morph into animals. So she disguised herself as a deer and ran between the two brothers. They both threw their spears at her, but she was too quick and they missed her. And they spewed each other by accident. Nice save, Artemis. <laughs> no, really, that's true, right? <laughs> it's true. Okay, Ryan. Do you have any more stories about Artemis before we get into the Trojan War? Well, I have one brief one. Is actually they teamed up at one point because this giant was trying to to seduce their mom, Leto. So they actually both teamed up in this one occasion to kill him. They're kind of like two bickering twins that if you insult their mom, they're going to go after you. Oh my God. So Apollo and Artemis work together. How'd they kill him? Do you remember? I don't remember exactly. No biggie. That's a great story though, isn't it? And it's so true. If you want to to pull people together, give them a third enemy. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start out the Trojan War by saying a couple of things about it. No, seriously, did you guys remember that it was Troy versus Greece? Yes. I did not remember that. I didn't remember that, but that's easy to forget. (laughs) (laughs) So our expert remembered and we were normal. Exactly. (laughs) And can I add that most of the stories about Artemis and Apollo during this war come from the book, The Iliad. And some scholars think that the entire war is a myth which I think is really funny because we're talking about, is it truth? Because they were myths. Exactly. So the whole thing is so far Mm -hmm. removed from anything that we know that no one really is sure. But there are a lot of artifacts from back in the day. So if they weren't fighting that, they were fighting something. Right. Each other. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Get us started on this one, Sensei Jackie. This one's a little long, isn't it? It is. The gods took sides in the war. Zeus and Poseidon were for Team Greece. (laughs) We like that. And Artemis and Apollo were for the other one, Troy. So this is an Artemis story. Okay, we're ready. Let's go. Agamemnon was a king that led the Greeks into the war. The story goes that he killed a stag from the Garden of Artemis. So as he was headed off to war, 
she morphed into a massive wind, another one of her powers, sank his fleet in the sea on the way to the war. So we're back to revenge. Yes. And to make amends, Agamemnon gave Artemis his daughter. Right. And can I add one more thing? Of course. So the story says that Artemis turned the daughter into a deer. Some versions say the daughter stayed a deer, but other versions end with her being able to morph back and becoming Artemis' best friend. Huh. Kind of fun. Before we keep going, let me say again that the world of the gods is so weird. It's creepy and it's backstabbing. It reminds me of a TV soap opera. Don't you guys think that's true? Uh, so I've heard that <laughs> mentioned before about um, it being a TV soap opera, and it's very oh, true. I love well yes. mainstream. But don't you wonder if that's where the soap operas got their oh. plot? Which came first? Well, we know which we came first. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I really think that, um, what is it that the comedians say? There are no new jokes, just new ears. So there are no new plots, just new watchers. Ah. Okay, Ryan, push us on with another story about the Trojan War. This one involves Apollo and Achilles. Am I correct? Yes, here it goes. Achilles was a star of the Trojan War. He was almost invincible. He had one weak spot, and that was his heel. It's a cool story how only his heel is his vulnerable spot. So we're suggesting you look that up if you want to know. And or you can write Ryan direct <laughs> and he'll share it with you. We will put his contact information somewhere for you. Okay. But let's push on. Plus, he was the bravest warrior in Greece and supposedly was very handsome. I'm not really sure how the whole handsome thing helps him win a war, but hey, <laughs> I'm with it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ryan, back to it. Remember, he was almost invincible and it's the height of the Trojan War. Nice. On one side, we have Achilles for the Greeks, and on the other, a man named Prince Paris for the Trojans. They hated each other even before they were rivals in this war. Achilles had killed Paris's brother because he, the brother killed Achilles' best friend. Again, the drama. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Achilles was a very passionate guy. If you ever read uh, the Iliad. He, We're going to have to read up on him, aren't we? Yeah, he's very passionate. He's cool. When he mourns, he mourns. When he's furious, he's furious. When he's so happy, he's I say ha- we yeah. look into him pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Cool, we will do it. Maybe we'll tell the story of his heel. Right. So during one of the battles, Paris shot a poisonous arrow to try to kill Achilles. The legend is that Apollo aimed the arrow at only the vulnerable spot on Achilles' body. And that is, of course, the famous Achilles heel. We all know it. Yes, we do. <laughs> Does that maximize the vengeance and storytelling for this episode or what? It does bring it to a climax, that's for sure. Okay, I want to finish up with what are they now? Where are they? What's going on? What do you mean by now? Well, for instance, they are both mentioned in the Iliad, but Apollo plays a way bigger role than Artemis. And also the Iliad, not really now, is it? <laughs> Unless you're taking world lit. Right. <laughs> and then it's definitely now. That was funny, but I have one too. Okay, I'm ready. A few years ago, they uncovered statues of Apollo and Artemis on Crete, and they're there for people to admire. That's a pretty good one, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Artemis had a temple built for her. 
is in Western Turkey and was so large and grand that it was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. It is called the Temple of Artemis, the Artesium, and the Temple of Ephesus. Okay, I can't beat that. Do you think we should call it? Yeah, I have one more. Okay, go for it. There's a NASA space mission that's going on called Artemis. It's headed for the moon with all kinds of new goals. Anyone can look up any of this stuff that interests them easily enough. And, you know, Ryan, you just made me realize a minute ago that it is the connector to the earlier moon missions of Apollo. Right. See, I did not make that connection in my head. That is so cool to me. I think they should have used Artemis first. She's really the moon goddess. So they they should have put the moon goddess for the first moon mission. We agree. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That right there is a perfect way to finish a fun day, isn't it? I didn't say. So what we want to do is tell people how to let us know if they like the show. I think that's a really good idea. You know, they can uh, write us at dojoconversations at AOL.com if they like email. And find us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo, except on Instagram where we are Wildcat Dojo Conversations. That is correct. And we haven't said this in a long time, so I'll say it today. The reason we're not Wildcat Dojo on Instagram is because there is already a Wildcat Dojo on Instagram, and it's a dojo in Germany. Oh. And they show oh. the cutest karate kids on their page. So look on their Instagram On their page. Instagram page. So look them up. Although our kids are cute too, but oh, theirs yeah. are adorable. True, but we don't use our Instagram page for that. That's true. If you want to see our karate stuff, you need to go to the Facebook page. That's right. What is it? Wildcat Dojo. All right. Now it's time to say, and I really mean this, thank you so much, both of you, for being here. But I'll start with you, Ryan. Thank you so much for all this stuff. You made it very fun and very easy. Oh, I love doing the show. This is one of the things I look forward to. So thank you, Sensei. We're going to look up another one. We need to know how much how the audience is reacting. I got a lot of good Um, feedback from like six different people when we had Sensei Carlos on from the Western Dojo and we talked about our biggest opponent is ourselves. That surprised me right out of nowhere. I got like six feedbacks on it. So let us know what you think of our mythical character warriors. Exactly. Holler out and give us some information. And Pam, it was very fun having you here. Thank you for doing this. All right. Well, thank you for having me. All right, Sensei Jackie, let's call it. Bye, everybody. I will see you next week on our podcast. And with that, I am going to sign us out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations. As promised, here is the list of all the sites we use today. We used a site called theoi.com. It was all about Olympian gods. I used greekgodsandgoddesses.net. Ducksters.com, and their symbol is a duck. That was my favorite. Thecollector.com, NASA.gov, Wikipedia, and of course, my personal favorite, Ryan's Brain. Ah, (laughs) Our favorite.